everyone, this is Chris. And this is Steve. And you're listening to One Cross Radio, or watching. And uh, today we are clearly rejoined. It'd be weird if they were watching and not listening, though. Yeah, that's true. You just had it on mute, seeing if we sunk up with anything. just like to look at us. Yeah, yeah. We are something to look at. those beards. Yeah, I know, man. The glare off Steve's head. I I so badly uh, want some time for us to go to, like, uh, a Comic-Con, where half the day you will be... Professor X, and then you'll stand up and just, just be Lex Luthor. <laughs> no, and then just be Captain Picard. Oh, well, I wouldn't have to change if I went from Lex Luthor to, to Professor X. I just have to get out of the wheelchair. That's true. You just wear a shirt on. You're under. so easy to derail on this. I know. Seriously, it's make it so number one. <laughs> yep. So today we're talking about <laughs> today we are talking about uh, the X Men movies versus the Spider Man movies. The first trilogy of each, specifically the first trilogy. Because I listened to Mike and Chris talking about the X Men movies, and I was like, those guys agree on everything, and I disagree on <laughs> a lot of what they're saying. And they were down on Spider Man. Oh, and specifically because Chris said, "Fight me, Steve." <laughs> and so I'm here. I'm here to fight him. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll just throw something in and just be like, I wonder if they're listening. (laughs) In this case, I I got a text from Steve (laughs) like a week later being like, hold up. (laughs) Well, uh, that made my day, though. When you sent that, I was laughing so so, hard. So uh, we're going to fight about the trilogies. Yes. And uh, I think important to note is that you're a much bigger X-Men fan. You like Spider-Man. I do. I do. But you're a much bigger X-Men fan. I. In certain ways, yeah. And I'm a much bigger Spider-Man fan than X-Men. Yeah. I like the X-Men. I like the movies. Uh, yeah. Um, I think the Spider-Man movies There's, are better. It, it's weird. Like, I, if you actually ask me, like, who are you a bigger fan of, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, I really love some Spider-Man stories, mm. and I really love some X-Men stories. Mm-hmm. And both have had two awesome cartoons from the 90s, but then Spider-Man had another awesome cartoon that they got rid of, which was stupid. Yeah. The, the cartoon wasn't stupid. Getting rid of no, it was stupid. Yeah, just no, spectacular Spider-Man did you ever, did you ever watch awesome. Wolverine and the X-Men? No. I heard it was good. I haven't watched it, but... I, yeah. I tried, because around the time Apocalypse came out, someone made an X-Men, apo- like an Apocalypse cartoon movie mm. out of episodes from X-Men, uh, Wolverine, Wolverine and the, the X-Men. X-Men. And I got like 10 minutes into it. I'm like, ah, I'm out. This is my thing. Anyways. Uh, so, yeah. I, I guess in some ways I'm a bigger X-Men fan. Certainly movie-wise, mm-hmm. I have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I know It's outside the, the first three. But a Spider-Man movie has yet to wow me the way that Days of Futures Past did. Fair enough. So... All right, but let's try to, well, specifically, as much as we can, try to keep it to the first three, so. Yeah, that's the plan. Right. Um, so, my, 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 here's my feeling on them. I, I like, I think the X-Men original trilogy and the Spider-Man original trilogy are basically, although, I mean, obviously, there's superhero movies before this. Uh, they're the the ones on which everything that's come since has stood on their shoulders from the MCU, right? And For the most part, I'll also give Blade some credit. Sure, I haven't seen the Blade movies. Yeah, and I, I put them. They're kind of a different camp. They're R-rated. They're not yeah. particularly superhero-y, but they're based on the comic books. No, yeah, it's yeah. similar to. Yeah, no, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, okay. like the Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie. <laughs> no, no, it's it's more based on the comics than that. <laughs> yeah, like, I haven't seen that one either. I'd say um, closer to like uh, the Tim Burton and Schumacher Batman. Sure, uh, and obviously, but, obviously, those you know are foundational as well. Yeah, and and, and unsung ninja uh, credit goes to Ninja Turtles. The first one was amazing, and I think did help comic book movies. But but the second one had uh, Vanilla Ice in it. <laughs> it's an amazing song. <laughs> 
Anyways, we're going to do one talking about Ninja Turtles sometime. All right, sounds good. Um, so, but I also think uh, that I have a similar opinion about the trilogy in that the first one of each was pretty good. The second one of each was much better, and the third one of each was pretty bad. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, that's and, fair. And I think they follow a similar arc and trajectory in that way, um, where the first one, they were good. The second one, they got to build on what they had done, and the third one, there was too much studio interference slash changing directors slash all kinds of other problems. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, here's here's my... The reason that I... I don't like the X-Men movies as much. I, I, I will admit that the Spider-Man movies and the X-Men movies, I feel, haven't aged particularly well when you consider them compared to other things. Yeah. I think that's true for all, all six of those movies. Yeah, that's um, fair. I feel like the good movies that have come since then, though, have been more like Spider-Man than like X-Men for this reason. Um, the the central conflict in the X Men movies are kind of like these big hokey sciencey kind of things that mass destruction is going to come because we're going to mutate all the world leaders we're going to kill all the humans whereas Spider Man have been much more personal conflicts which is what Spider Man is right it's part of the reason I like him um, it, it's I mean I guess New York City was going to get blown up in number two but there's still that personal really personal uh, inner conflict between Harry and Spider-Man between Doc Ock and Spider-Man um, so I mean that's that's part of what, like my thing is just the the conflict in them like when we watch a superhero movie now and it's another blue sky beam as they say in Honest Trailers you just made me realize yeah. though that X-Men from like 99 might have been the first one with the friggin sky beam yeah I mean <laughs> the, that that central uh, conflict I think has been uh yeah, like a big part of why I like the Spider-Man movies better. And I would even say, if you re- look at them, The Last Stand, though I dislike that movie for, as a fanboy, I think it has a better conflict in terms of uh, it's a more personal war. And it's overstuffed and all those other problems. Um, but it's a little bit less hokey in that way, uh, in that sense. So that's that's my take on it. Uh, I, I know that the Spider-Man movies have their problems. Uh, the first one is we've talked about together in person. The yeah. CG isn't great. No. Um, <laughs> And, and I think also because you're trying to start with a team and you've got to put out your big hitters, you don't have time to develop the characters except for maybe Wolverine uh, Which, in the in the original trilogy like you do with Spider-Man. Yeah. Is, you know. like, well, Mike and I talked about that where we're like, our joke was when it was X-Men Origins Wolverine, we're getting a Wolverine solo movie. What about those last three yeah, ones? Yeah. Um, and again, the Wolverine yeah. solo movie had so many other heroes in it again. The Blob uh, and whoever Will I Am was and... Yeah. And you know, they they redeemed Deadpool though, so I can I can yeah. roll with that. Do you know? Did uh, you see that they're making the PG thirteen cut where he's telling the story to uh, Ben Savage, <laughs> uh, Fred Fred Savage, whichever the one oh was the one from. Gosh. It's him reading the story to him in bed with the Chicago Bears, just like uh, nice. Uh, nice Princess Bride is my favorite movie I, ever. See, I've heard I've heard some talk of that, and I'm like. I'll, I'll be honest, I I liked Deadpool too. Yeah, I, I liked I it more. Seen it either, I know, either. I know. And I liked it much more than one yeah. uh, because it was stuff that I had to cut around yeah. one to watch. Well, so, not the case. so this is going to be a limited release in movie theaters. Yeah. And and it has extra footage that wasn't in the other ones and it's cutting out a lot of the more stuff. Anyway, this is way off topic. Yeah, sorry. Because um, that that that's how we do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Tell, so, well, tell me why you like X-Men better. Give me a brief synopsis. So the, first, the X-Men movie, the first one, 
there, there X-Men is. movie, the first X- one. That's yeah. his title. Sorry. X-Men movie, colon, the first one. Not first class. Uh, yeah, I... There's some really good stuff there. I like the cast as much as it gets misused. So for me, for a number of things, um, where I enjoy it more than Spider-Man and other movies is... Yeah. Like, the, the a big part of the problem I have with the first three Spider-Man movies mm. is I don't like a lot that's there. Where even in though... In terms of... In terms of cast, in terms mm. of writing, in terms of that, where it's like, I'm, I have difficulties finding positives because I'm just overwhelmed by, like, I don't like the characterization, I don't like the acting, I don't like blah, 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 blah. Whereas with X-Men, it's like, all right, we got Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, which was... Sp- friggin spot on mm-hmm. the rest of the cast misused as they might have been of the x-men outside of Halle berry i found good uh the play between gene and logan though it got overblown for some reason that seemed to be like a huge focus point and mm-hmm. the movies was still good professor x was a great character magneto was a well-developed villain mm-hmm. Sabretooth being silent is what it is it's because of who they cast and Toad being weird and the stupid lightning with Toad line was dumb. But there's still stuff that I could go for more out of that movie than I could out of Spider-Man. Yeah. While you're saying with Spider-Man, it's like, yeah, it's got the more personal conflict. But I find X-Men... Like, I'm not sure if their big conflict is the big Skybeam thing. Like, as much as like that's the final thing, like the conflict is throughout the whole story, like these people are marginalized and treated terribly. Mm-hmm. So the writing underserved that story because it's like, all right, because it's a film, we need a big third act. Mm-hmm. We need them to fight each other because one guy's trying to turn everybody mutants and we know it turns them into the see-through, like, Blob. friggin' seaweed fish thing yeah. that disintegrates. Like, it's got its flaws. It hasn't aged as well, although it didn't use CGI as much as Spider-Man needed to. Mm-hmm. So with Spider-Man, for me, the CGI is, is painful almost. Yep. Um, like you can clearly see what is a decent-looking CGI Spider-Man and Tobey Maguire in, in my opinion, an awful-looking real-life suit. <laughs> like the transition is not seamless. So, and that's a credit I'll get, I give to Spider-Man too, where it's like the transitions were much more seamless. The CGI had improved. Yeah, for sure. It still hasn't aged well, but it's aged better. Uh, neither of them compare to Jurassic Park that came out like seven years prior <laughs> and and looks terrific today. Um, the original Jurassic Park? Yeah. Only came out seven years before that? Uh, it came out in 93. Okay. And it, it still holds up today. Okay. Like the technology in the film, no, but the CGI, yes. Um, that, that's some of it. Like, for me, just because there's so much that I don't like. Yeah. Whereas with the first, uh, with X-Men, there's, even though I can make fun of it, because, yes, it's a Wolverine solo movie. It really focuses on him, because he's the cash cow. Yeah. Um, there's, still some, there's still some good and strong stuff. Sure. Uh, to give credit where it's due, J.K. Simmons is mm-hmm. amazing. That casting was incredible. Willem Dafoe does an amazing job. He does. I hate his outfit, but I think the goblin, the goblin. I don't out- know how you do that on screen. No, I know that. I, I gotta, I gotta give him credit. It's just uh, both times we've got the goblin on live action. It's been awful. Uh, one looked yeah. like a rejects outfit from the Power Rangers movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the other one, I, I don't know what that was. I don't know what it was either. Um, yeah. I think. Uh, Harry and the third one kind of looked kind of cool, but it wasn't really a goblin. No, outfit. Yeah. no. 
none of the I will say though the X-Men movie out of the first three and and I think you alluded it to it as well for Spider-Man is number two the best one of each yeah 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 for sure hands down uh, which one do you like least of the, X- the, of the third ones uh, the third ones probably Spider-Man 3 yeah me too because even though I like I hate X-Men 3 and this is where, when you said you're more of a uh, X-Men fan than a Spider-Man fan, I'm I'm hesitant because I love the Venom story. Well, you're more of a Venom fan than a Spider-Man fan. I'm a big Spider-Man fan. I'm also a big Venom fan, and I'm a big fan of those. Like they're they're linked, mm. uh, which is why I had so much issues with the Venom movie as much as there was times I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It's still not a good movie. It's much better than Spider-Man 3, though. That oh, is. the new Venom movie? Yes, yeah, substantially better. It's making money. It yeah, is. Making some bank. It, it actually reminds me of, like, I read some comparisons to, like, it's like a early 2000s comic book movie. I'm like, actually? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, yeah. that is a... Sp- because Sony hasn't figured out how to get beyond that. But. Apt analysis. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. It's uh, that... Like, that is a huge reason why I, I hate Spider-Man 3. <coughs> the misuse of Venom, the misuse of Eddie Brock, the misuse of the symbiote. Mm-hmm. Like, those, you and I have been talking about this for years. That that story could have been at least a two-movie deal. Yeah, it should have been. Because um, that's a huge story. That's a big part of Peter Parker. Like, that character became, like, for a while, was his known villain. Mm-hmm. Like, while, especially while Green Goblin was on his break. Because he had been dead. Well, and there'd been another Green Goblin, and then there'd been yeah Hobgoblin, and then there'd been Demon Goblin, and another but Hobgoblin. None were like Norman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my I, my absolute favorite Spider-Man villain though is Harry Osborn as a Green Goblin, uh, mostly because of a, ser- a series of comics in the '90s from Spectacular Spider-Man yeah. written by J.M. DeMatteis, um, where where Harry dies um, at the end of it. Spoilers, but he comes back later. Spoilers. Comics, um, uh, but. I, I don't think there's any better comic book villain than him just because of the personal connection. Like, it just... Right. You just hurt, like, reading it. Because you're like, they love each other. Yeah. They're friends. They're, yeah. they're best friends. And this is just awful. Yeah. Right? So, that, and that's part of the reason that I... Uh, I disliked... Oh, I was so excited after Spider-Man 2 when you see that you get that part where he breaks the mirror and he goes oh, in there. Which... And then I've it just s- turned into nothing. And I've said before, and I'm, I'm saying again... If they had ended the movie on that shot... What did they end it on? After that glorious shot where it's just like, it fades to black, it's ominous. Yeah. It's, let's have Mary Jane slow-mo run so we can she can say, go get him, Tiger. Oh, in, the, in the wedding dress? In the wedding dress for with like Thomas, five minutes. With, with Thomas Jane's Punisher all of a sudden? In yeah. Anyway, he's he has a random cameo in that scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, but here's the thing. Spider-Man at its heart is not a dark comic, right? I know. Spider-Man at its heart is a story of Peter Parker trying to get through life, and most of that's a love story. Yep. So, I mean, I think tonally is not, although, you know, Spider-Man and Mary Jane's story isn't the coolest part of the story, it is what Spider-Man's story should be about, right? right? So, I mean, I've talked to a lot of Spider-Man fans. I'm a part of, like, a, a, a community online that talks about Spider-Man a lot and listens to podcasts, and... And when I bring up the fact that Spider-Man 2 hasn't aged well, I get so much backlash because they're like, this is the quintessential Spider-Man movie. It's, it's everything that it should be. And I'm like, yeah, I love it. But like, 
it's a bit cheesy in parts. It's a bit hokey. So, I mean, there, there's just... I should just cut it there. There's just... <laughs> the, I think for people who are real hardcore Spider-Man fans, uh, what they're looking for in a Spider-Man story is that personal connection with the villain. Yeah. That, that, that this is messing up my life as Peter Parker. The, the love story in it. I mean, like, Spider-Man's the coolest, but... I mean, he's Archie with superheroes, yeah. supervillains, right? Like, it, it, it really is. It's, it's a romance comic. Yeah. Um, and while I agree that Spider-Man is not a dark character, uh, I, that's why I wouldn't want everything to be dark Spider-Man, because it, it, that's not the character. Mm-hmm. The character does have a lot of moments of darkness and sorrow and tragedy. So yeah. that's where, especially in that scene, for if they're setting up what's to come... Which is, like, as you just described with Harry, this tragic, mm-hmm. like, best friends, now, like, bitter enemies. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where I really wanted Spider-Man 2 to end there. Because I'm like, that sells it. Well, if that movie had been made today, yeah, the movie would have ended with him and Mary Jane, and then there would have been a post credit scene with Harry finding the stuff. Yeah. And that Which, would have been... I, like, as much as I love the... As much as I love post credit stuff... Um, it's not a Marvel movie at all, but friggin' one of my favorite endings to a movie is Lord of the Rings Two Towers. Mm-hmm. It's as Sam and Frodo are like, we're about to get into yeah. Mordor, and then Smeagol's all like, follow me, and it's evil. Yeah. And then it just pans up, you see the friggin' ring wraiths on the dragons, and everything's just like, that's a sad, bleak ending. And it's a good setup for what's to come, because you're like, whoa. And it came out relatively at the same time. It's kind of similar to how uh, Infinity War ends. I know, and I love Did it. Did Infinity Wars have any post credit scene? Oh, yeah, it had yeah. the Captain Marvel thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, and I love that ending because at times, that is a powerful ending. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I'll say I didn't like about the Spider-Man movies is... And it was a symptom of comic book movies at the time. Mm-hmm. Although I am a little more hard-pressed to think of it in X-Men. Um is that all the villains had to, you had to have a sympathetic villain it yeah. had to be justifiable it had yeah. to be relatable yeah and as much as people love that performance of doc ock i'm like i don't think of that when i think of doc ock yeah however the really popular game that came out for ps4 yes, really yeah. built on that it did they it did I, I was going to say that like yeah. but they still did it where even though he had a tragic story they it still amped up like the he's bad mm-hmm. like when he became Doc Ock he's bad he wasn't going to self-sacrifice he was given the option like 10 times mm-hmm. and he didn't do it mm-hmm. uh, the Spider-Man movie like the Spider-Man movies each one I think for except Venom because they underwrote him and mm-hmm. didn't know what the heck they were doing due to studio pressure um, like all of them had this like the tragic sad story so it's still like yeah. we want them to have the redeeming moment and X-Men because the villain was for better or for worse always Magneto uh, they even though they were yeah. like he they, has this sad backstory they didn't try to be like no you're rooting for him to win because except for in the more recent movies you're still not rooting for him to win but you man Michael Freaking love that guy. You're rooting for him, like, like stuff. I don't know. He, anyway, we'll get we'll move on. Yeah. But, <laughs> so, um, yeah, and I think I think that is a downfall of, of of some of those movies. Although there is 
they've they've matured in that. Yeah, I think in terms of when they try and make the villains not anything, just a villain that shows up, it tend to be very bland, right? You don't well, really care about them. Yeah. So I think one of the things they've done uh, really well is figuring out how to make that villain not necessarily sympathetic, but have some deep psychological <clears throat> reasons for doing what they're doing. And I think the best one they've done, and I guess he is more sympathetic, would be the Vulture. They've really combi- yeah. they combined oh, the Vulture man, with, yeah. with sort of Norman Osborn. He kind of is a, an amalgam between those yeah. two characters in... Um, Spider-Man: Homecoming, right? Yeah. And uh, and and again, like they've messed up the ones that should have been easy to make uh, sympathetic. So I, I mostly liked Amazing Spider-Man number one. Yeah. Uh, I think it needed a good solid sequel to strengthen it, and it went the opposite direction. But yeah, uh, that should have been an easy one to make a sympathetic character out of, and they just went with the sky beam again. Yeah. Uh, but well, and that was the time that the trend of blue sky beams really started. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then. The Ninja Turtles movie, like later that year, or next shot year, for next shot, year. copied the plot of that movie. Like it's so <laughs> similar, it's crazy. Anyway, but uh, and then again with with Electro, they tried to make him in Amazing Spider-Man two. They tried to make him sympathetic, and it was just like, what in the world did they do yeah. to him? And and uh, and even with Harry in that movie, they just made him like a tool. But yeah, I I, I guess. Like I have to admit, like Sandman in Amazing Spider-Man or, th- or in regular Spider-Man Three was like what? What was that about? I also I, I love that you just said regular Spider-Man. I'm like yeah. that's the comic title I would read. The regular well, Spider-Man, or, or as as we in the nerd the nerd kingdom say, adjectiveless Spider-Man. <laughs> uh. um, yeah, like and I feel like we're going easy on X-Men. I mean, like the first three as. Like, my biggest issue with any of the first three X-Men movies is Last Stand. Because yeah. it's just such a colossal waste of such a huge story. Yeah. Like, the Phoenix Saga is a yeah, great that, story. It, it's, the it's Dark amazing. Phoenix Saga is... And how are you going to mess it up? It's Potentially amazing. twice. Um. <laughs> it's amazing to me, actually, how many parallels there are between the trilogies, right? Yeah. Because, again, X-Men ended with this shot of the Phoenix in the water... Only to be really, really awful. <laughs> like, yep. they ruined that. So. And Spider-Man had the shot of like, oh, snap, Harry's found the dungeon. Or the back hidden room. Yeah. And, and I will say, um, that scene where Harry picks off Peter off his moped and they're fighting in the air while he's trying to get the ring was awesome. Like, that was a sweet... Sh- like, I actually watched that before the movie came out. They released it. And I was like, oh, man, this movie's gonna rock. And then I was like, that was the only good part of the movie they showed me. <laughs> and so. it's it, like, Spider-Man 3 was the movie that taught me, like, all right, no, you don't judge a movie by its trailer. Yeah. Um, or no, you actually know. Because um, the trailer made the movie look amazing. Yeah. And it was awful. Yeah. And then now I'm much more hesitant to be like, oh, the trailer made the movie look awesome. I'm like, yeah. now nah, I've seen some great trailers for some truly awful movies. Yeah. Um, X-Men 3's trailer was great, yeah. but the movie was crap. And, and again, both of those movies were overstuffed with characters, yep. which, I mean, X-Men was already, it's hard with a whole ensemble now, movie to and, do them justice. And that's where I'll give credit to the, the later movies. Uh, they've started to figure out, uh, like, First Class was a great X-Men ensemble film. Even though it, it did it have its flaws it where was. it was rushed. And so did so is uh, Days of Future Past was really great. They've but, solved, but, they've figured out the Wolverine problem. But they didn't figure out 
the overstuffing because they're still saying these are our cash cow actors. We have to shoehorn them in somehow. I know, which uh, is why Fassbender and uh, not, well, Re- not Remain uh, J Law were in. There, there's no reason for them to be in Apocalypse, no, and, and everybody else is underserved. See, now I, I will I will always argue for Fassbender because I am just a Fassbender fanboy. Yeah, but he, <laughs> I love he, his. He, he did not need to be in that movie. I love I his take on Magneto. I, sure. I love what they've done. I love his performance. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence, I'm like, why is she still here? Um, the only X-Men movie I really dug her in uh, was First Class. Although, I'll give her credit, her performance in Days of Future's Past was still really good. Yeah. But I don't get the whole, like, she's... Like, Mystique is an interesting character in and of herself she's mm-hmm. not second fi- fiddle to magneto she's not she never has fiddle. been she's always been her own person exactly yeah. so and that's a problem that started in the first trilogy where it was like well we who's the villain we'll go with magneto and we just need a hot sexy naked blue girl to be alongside of yeah him. like yeah i mean why why is she naked with scales that's not who she's ever been no she's always worn like a white thing yeah yeah I, I guess know. it's easier. It makes more sense to think that she can transform if she's not wearing clothes. But yeah, anyhow, and I, and some of it might be like, well, certain things work in a comic book, a comic book like Wolverine's yellow spandex, um, that might not work on the big screen. As much as I still love to see but Wolverine in yellow spandex, it doesn't need to be spandex, right? They've done no, the Avengers with the costumes. Anyway, and so you saw the brief shot, and at the end of the Wolverine, it was an alternate take where yeah, he was given he the gift, the and case. it was his, his yeah. costume. I would have been like, damn, son. Um, yeah, I out of the first two, I find the X Men, and I'm hesitant to call it a trilogy. Like trilogy is a sticking point for me, um, but the the series with the first three movies uh, for both. Although I will say, I guess Spider Man, the first three are actually more of a trilogy. There is a continuing story. Same director, uh, same director, and yeah, I'll, I'll give it that credit. Um, I find I definitely think that the X Men first three are. For me, better. Um, there is more stuff I enjoy. Uh, there's not as many things that frustrate me, especially until we get to three. Uh, but that's the case for both of them. Although I'm, the Venom hurdle is the one that's like really yeah. tough for me to get by. And I'm with you. What the heck was that with Sandman? Yeah, uh, that I, was I, dumb. I will. I will say, and I think I'll defend this. I think Spider-Man Two and Spider-Man Three have unparalleled action scenes. I don't think any movie. Has I mean obviously like Avengers: Infinity War had incredible effects and great spy, but there's something about watching Spider-Man swing between buildings while fighting Doctor Octopus and climbing up and down that clock tower and doing it on the train that the, just the physicality of it like it it wasn't it didn't look like it was a green screen yeah the, the scene with with Spider-Man uh, fighting Harry in the sky trying to get his ring back the the stuff with Sandman like there's a lot in that movie that didn't look very good but. You know what? Like, it was cool stuff, and I don't think anything has done as good of a job in in that, like including any of the Spider-Man movies since. Uh, I just I love those action scenes. You know what? I'll I'll, I'll somewhat agree, okay. <laughs> um, and I can I, outside of X-Men Three, which is it, I'm now realizing is weird because of how much I hate it. Um, the the action in the X-Men, the first two X-Men movies, yeah. was all right at best. Yeah, like it wasn't it wasn't terrible, but the battles were nothing really memorable. Yeah. Um, the only good fight I'd say, like there's some good at, like Wolverine running around, like the mansion was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when it's like him against Lady Deathstrike, 
was all right. That was pretty cool. Um, the Nightcrawler, actually, the Nightcrawler yeah. The Nightcrawler action, Nightcrawler action awesome. sequence, but, but that's, that's the bar. And here's the thing about, about it is that Nightcrawler action scene was cool because he's a very similar kind of power set to Spider-Man in terms of physicality, right? Acrobatic. Yeah, and, and that makes for fun things to watch. He can swing with his tail. Yeah. And, and, and I will, now that we're talking about Nightwing, or Nightwing, <laughs> Nightcrawler, I'll, I will point out that I think one of the big things I don't like about X2 is that Nightcrawler is probably my favorite X-Men. Yeah, that's fair. And they fundamentally misunderstood his character. He is the adventurous, swashbuckling, joyful, cheerful one. And, and I think because... because um, He's the Catholic guilt character. Yeah. He, is, he is Daredevil as Nightcrawler. Yeah. And, and, and I, I mean, I think part of that is... J.J. Um, Abrams, he he really used the X Men to make a commentary on homosexuality, which is fair. That's his. That's that his wasn't J.J. Abrams. No, not J.J. Abrams. Sorry, <laughs> Brian Singer. Brian Singer. <laughs> they, they look yeah. like each other. Uh, <laughs> uh, they they uh, and 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 he he's as a gay man, he wanted to make that, and I, I think that's fair to do that. He's yeah. coming from where he understands, and there's some parallels that I can get there yeah. from there. But he just doesn't get he doesn't get faith. He doesn't understand no. how that works. And and there's a bit of redemption for. Nightcrawler helping Storm at the end of it, but yeah. he's not a likable character except for that he has cool powers. Yeah, and Nightcrawler is supposed to be the one that everybody wants to be afraid of, but can't help but like because yeah. he's such a cool guy, right? And I can't—they did a better job in Apocalypse, but they still didn't do much with him. I don't even remember what they did. I've watched that movie I once. Know. So it's, how? I said it with Mike. I'm saying it now. How are you gonna mess up Angel twice? I've been waiting for that. Twice, son. <laughs> I've been waiting for that to come up. Like, ah. Yeah. Ugh. Like, uh, and it's not from Spider-Man Three, but that's will give Venom the movie credit, even though they done messed up. They done messed. Up. They had a better understanding of the character in there than they did with Spider-Man well, Tom, Three. Tom Hardy's a better actor than Topher Grace too. <laughs> And I, I, I like Topher Grace, yeah. and I, you know what, I'll actually, I found his scene, his like, I want you to kill Peter Parker scene, yeah. weird as it is, I'm like, you know what, I'm digging the performance there. Mm-hmm. The After that, and before that, I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. But Spider-Man 3 is a mess, X-Men 3 is a mess, um, but it gave us Kelsey Grammer's Beast, which yeah. is spot on casting. Yeah. Uh, Ellen Page is Kitty Pride, which is good, yeah. Kitty Pride is a cool character. Yeah. Um, there were there's a nice couple moments in that movie, like Logan lighting his cigar off the the burning the like yeah burning thing. I'm like that is spot on. I, I I do think it's funny. I was so I watched through I watched through all of these movies with my wife, and I watched through a bunch of them with with her sister and brother in law, um, my sister in law and brother in law as well. Um, and and they liked X Men Three better than the first two. Ugh. And and I will give it this. Uh, I think the reason that most of us don't like it is because we we know what the the yeah. Dark Phoenix saga should have been. Yeah. We know who these characters are and think they were underserved. But for someone who doesn't know and doesn't care, it's a more cinema, cinematic movie. It has a pretty good story to it. Um, it. It has high stakes that aren't hokey, right? It's this war about between mutants and humans and this cure. Uh, and it's not sky beams. It's not some weird science about if you focus too hard on people, they die yeah. through Cerebro. Uh, I can see why people like that one. And, and, I, and I actually, if I can turn off my fanboy nerd rage i i think it's a it's a fun movie uh like it's it's a disappointing follow-up but it 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 does okay for what it for what it is i like that movie much 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 better than i like spider-man 3 because i just i just think spider-man 3 just fails on all all of those levels it doesn't do any of the things it's supposed to do yeah it doesn't it doesn't even address the fact that spider-man hit mary jane in it like they just kind of you know come together at the end like it's just back uh (laughs) To the we referenced on his trailers earlier, but the how it should have ended. 
for Spider-Man 3. You punched me earlier. <laughs> you punched me in the face earlier. Yeah. And it's just yeah. awkward silence. <laughs> you should watch that trailer. It's funny. Oh, it's so funny. That, oh man, that and the... Romeo and f- Juliet, Old Yeller, Donnie Darko. <laughs> <laughs> that one where the crossover, uh, that and the other one where it's the crossover between Terminator and Back to the Future, which is the crossover I never knew I wanted until yeah. I saw that. I forgot about that. Um, those are the two best of the How It Should Have Ended. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I I think that about does it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Undecided, but my opinion has been heard and we fought and the challenge yeah. has been met. Yeah. Yeah. So. We should do this about this some of the other movies later. We're definitely doing one about Ninja Turtles because sure. uh, Ninja Turtles. The first one is very fun to talk about and then it gets less fun. I like the second one. I, st- I do too, but it's, 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 it's not as good. Yeah. The third um, one's not even worth it, and no. the next two are like, what the heck happened? Although there was that CG one, uh, TMNT, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that is a sequel to the first three that yeah. I actually dig a lot. Yeah. All right, well, thank you. Teasers uh, for next time. <laughs> yeah, teasers for next time. Well, thank you, dear listener. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, also, do you find it funny when you said turn off your nerd brain? I can't. I, I find it difficult to do that. No. <laughs> and with some people, like when if I have non-comic comic book fans ask me about movies, they'll, I'll be like, wait, so how much do you know? And they're like, I don't know anything. It's like, all right, then you actually might enjoy this. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, if you know remotely anything or a lot, you're going to hate this film. My brother-in-law that I was talking about earlier, one of his favorite superhero movies is Green Lantern. <laughs> Oh my gosh, no! Yeah. yeah. Oh. I make fun of him for that a lot. Could have been worse. He could have said X Men 3, Spider Man 3, or Batman and Robin, but, you know. Nobody likes Batman and Robin. No. The best Batman movie? Batman 66 movie. That's hands down the best interpretation of Batman. Batman Begins. See you guys. <laughs> Fight me. <laughs> All right. Dear listener, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed, and God bless. Take care.